WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio proudly presents the Marian Hour with Father Dwight Campbell, spiritual advisor to WSFI and pastor of Our Lady of Mount Carmel and St. Therese in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Hello, this is Father Dwight Campbell for another Marian Hour on this, um, well, on this 11th day of May of 2022. And given that it's the month of May and it is May 11th, two days away from May 13th, I'm going to ask Angela, uh, can you can you think of what I should or what I'm going to talk about, Angela? I would guess it's Our Lady of Fatima on May 13th. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's Our Lady of Fatima. Um, on May 13th, we will be celebrating the feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And <clears throat> I'll just give a little a little background on the apparitions at at Fatima with Our Lady under that title, okay? Actually, the apparitions began the year before. And they began uh, with uh, an angel appearing to the three children, okay? Uh, Jacinta, Francisco, who are saints now, and their cousin, Lucia. They were seven or six, seven, and nine years old, respectively, at the time. Um, and um, actually, before I do that, I, I'm I'm reminding myself, I usually start with my favorite Marian prayer, so I want to do that before we jump into more on Fatima, So, because I, I neglected to, to pray. So if you would join me in praying the Memorare, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions. But in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I may sound a little uh, hoarse today. I Actually, I'm, I'll tell our listening audience I'm doing this remotely um, by cell phone because I, I've come down with a little sickness uh, the past couple of days, and uh, it's in my chest and in my throat, and I'm taking some medicines, but I still wanted to go on the program today and speak about Our Lady of Fatima because things are happening. And uh, anyway, to get back to what I was saying before I offered the prayer, uh, Our Lady's appearances at Fatima, the first of which was May 13th, 1917, uh, they were prepared by heaven uh, in God's plan, his providence, with an angel coming to the children in the spring, the summer, the fall of 1916. The angel appeared uh, 
three times to the children, exhorted them to pray for the conversion of sinners. Um, <clears throat> actually, in um, in one of those apparitions, he uh, the angel appeared with uh, a host above a chalice. He left it in the air, knelt down before it, and taught the children uh, a prayer of Eucharistic adoration uh, and uh, a reparation to God through the heart of Jesus and the heart of Mary. And uh, the children were, during this time of preparation, with the angel coming, uh, were, were growing in holiness. and. Well, Our Lady appeared to, to the children the first time on May 13th of 1917 in the Covetaria, a little cove um, outside the, the town of Fatima. And her basic message at her first appearance and at every appearance was to pray the rosary for the conversion of sinners and do penance for the conversion of sinners. That's the basic message of Fatima. That's why it is still um, a very timely message because we know that the world is in need of conversion. Even today, uh, I'd say a lot more so than it, it needed conversion back in 1917. <clears throat> and Our Lady taught them to pray the rosary uh, devoutly, correctly, as little children, they were accustomed, they were shepherds, they were out shepherding their flocks when Our Lady appeared to them on May 13th and, and um, then in the future. And they would typically pray a, a very fast rosary. <laughs> I'll just say that. They would do it very quickly. Um, I'll just ask Angela. Do, do you know how they would pray the rosary, Angela? I think I may have mentioned this once before on the show. You did. I, you, they said, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, ten times. Correct. Yes. They would pray the Our Father and then just say the words Hail Mary ten times and then move on. <laughs> and so they would quickly get the rosary finished and, um, you know, play as children do. But Our Lady taught them, don't, don't pray the rosary in that fashion. Pray it, you know, reverently. Uh, correctly, in a way pleasing to to God and to the Blessed Virgin. And so they did. Uh, Our Lady told them that they would uh, see her again after that first apparition. Uh, and in fact, she appeared on the 13th of the month in June, in July, um, in August, they were arrested by the local authorities, uh, the Freemasons. Uh, so um, she appeared on a different date. Um, if I recall, I think it was the 19th because they were in being held in jail on the 13th. Uh, she appeared in September and October. October, of course, was, was the miracle of the sun, the, the greatest miracle, uh, public miracle, I think in the history of the world, um, there were 70, 80,000 people present. They saw the sun spin, shoot off colors, um, zigzag through the sky, come plunging down. And they prayed uh, 
in fear for uh, the preservation of their lives and, and of the world. The sun returned to its normal spot. And while the the children were, pardon me, while, while the crowds were seeing this miracle of the sun, they uh, the children were, were seeing images of uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph. Um, Mary appeared as Our Lady of Sorrows. She appeared as Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Um, uh, she appeared with St. Joseph who had the child Jesus in his arms, blessing the world. And the message at all those appearances was basically the same message, that that prayer, especially the rosary and penance, be made for conversion of sinners and for world peace. Um, in July, the apparitions of July of 1917, <clears throat> um, the children saw it's rather a famous uh, vision of hell. And uh, they saw um, the souls writhing in, in pain. It made such an impression on them. Our, our lady said, that look where so many souls go because there's no one to pray for them and do penance for them. And that really was a, how should I say, a, um, um, a motivation for them to really pray and, and make sacrifices. Um, because, um, uh, this left such an impression in their, their little minds of of the horror of hell. You know, our God desires that all people be saved, and um, God desires no one end up in hell. That's why He sent Jesus, of course. That's why we have the sacrament of penance. I like to remind people because um, the most important thing. And this is part of the Fatima message too, implicitly. Okay, um, it's to die in a state of grace. If we die in a state of grace, baptismal grace, share of God's life, comes with it—the indwelling of the Trinity. Well, then we get to heaven. We may have to stop off and and get purified of any effects of sin or any um, atonement for sin we haven't done in this life, but. Uh, we'll get to heaven. If we die out of a state of grace, someone is separated then for eternity. God doesn't want this. And this is why the most essential thing is to, is to die, to live and die in a state of grace. So God doesn't want people to die and go to hell. And uh, well, the, I mentioned about the revelations in in July of 1917, uh, and these relate to what is known as the secret of Fatima, consisting in three parts. Okay. Uh, the first part was a vision of hell, which, uh, in the words of Sister Lucia, um, um, I'll, I'll quote her here, this vision portrayed demons and souls in human form plunged in the great sea of fire and amid shrieks and groans of pain and despair, which 
made us tremble with fear. And that vision of hell was immediately preceded by um, these words of Our Lady. Okay, I'm quoting her. Um, this is from Sister Lucy's memoirs. Sacrifice yourselves for sinners and say many times, especially whenever you make some sacrifice, oh Jesus, it is for love of you and for the conversion of sinners and in reparation for the sins committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So um, this is a good practice to follow. Every time we make some little sacrifice, no matter what it is, you know, it could be getting delayed in traffic or in line at, at the food store or uh, whatever. Okay, we can uh, just say, Jesus, this is for love of you, for the conversion of sinners and reparation for sins committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And uh, why why are, is part of the Fatima message reparation to Mary's Immaculate Heart? Well, I'll just throw this out to Angela or anyone else in this field. Why would we be making reparation to Mary's sorrowful and immaculate heart? I, and I just threw out a, a hint. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, I think you, they were were there five different ones, Father. That um, that she had the five first uh, Saturdays to atone for. The, oh yes, uh, different offenses. <clears throat> you know, denying her immaculate conception, uh, denying her virginity. Her, um, Virginity, yes, um, but the most basic reason we have to make reparation is that she's the co-redemptrix. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. okay? she, she cooperated in, in the redemption of the world, standing at the foot of the cross with her son, um, uniting her suffering with her sons. So uh, she is, she, Jesus is, as Pope Pius X teaches in his great encyclical on the 50th anniversary of the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, it was issued in, in 1904, um, St. Pius X, um, you know, he, he speaks of, of how uh, Jesus Christ is the reparator, and Mary is the reparatrix. She was repairing with Jesus, and Jesus, redeemer, reparator. Okay? He's the redeemer, redeems us from our sins, and, and repairs for them, does reparation through his suffering. And Mary's at the foot of the cross in, in that role as well, the reparatrix, the, the female, you know, you could say version of, of reparator. And, and is associating herself, cooperating with the redemption, with her son. Uh, cooperatrix, um, uh, co-redemptrix, they, they mean the same thing. It's reparatrix, all these terms are, are interchangeable. So I, I, I'm looking, I'm seeing we're getting close to uh, a break time here. I think we'll take a little break for a couple of minutes and return 
with more about Our Lady of Fatima in 1917. Thank you, Father. We'll be right back. My name is Father John Grigas. I'm the rector of the Shrine of St. Max and Colby at Marytown. I'm a priest, and as priests, we are responsible for forming you in the presence of Christ through the sacraments, through the preaching, through everything else. But you are the Christ that goes out into the world and brings the good news. And WSFI is one of the main means. And so God bless all that WSFI does. And please support WSFI in whatever means that you can so that this wonderful station may continue to broadcast the good news and evangelize our culture. WSFI 88.5 FM. Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Okay, this is Father Campbell. We are back for the second segment of our Marian Hour today, Wednesday, May 11th. Uh, we are anticipating the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima this coming Friday, Friday, May 13th. And I'm talking about Fatima today. Our Lady's first appearance was on May 13th. It was preceded in 1916 with three appearances by an angel to the children who prepared them for Our Lady's coming, taught them prayers of reparation. And actually on one occasion, <laughs> this is what sticks in my mind, he, he chastised the children. Uh, I think it was the third apparition. Maybe it was the second. Um, it was the second in the summer of 1916. They were playing by a well and he appeared to them there. And he asked them, what are you doing? Well, children play. But he, had, he wanted them to, to pray, not play, and make reparation for the sins of, of people 
And um, that's rather a, you could say, a, a stark message to give to little children, six, seven, nine years old, to, to castigate them for just playing. But he did. He said, you should be, you know, praying and making reparation. So all this helped to prepare the children for the coming of Our Lady. The first appearance, May 13th, she has a rosary. Then every time she appears, she exhorts the children to pray and do penance for the conversion of sinners and to bring peace because the devil likes to destroy peace and order. Uh, people who are sinning are violating God's order. So if we can get people to stop sinning and to follow God's order, well then we will have peace. Peace, I think Augustine said, is the tranquility of order. And the devil has made war without end since the beginning of the human race. Okay. Well, <clears throat> back to, um, to the, the July revelations, okay. known as the secret of Fatima. Three parts, the first part, the vision of hell. The second part of that uh, secret given to the children by Our Lady on July 13th, 1917, Our Lady promised that peace would come through devotion to her Immaculate Heart and that God would punish the world if people did not repent of their sins and a worse war would follow. Now, what did that mean? Well, they were in the midst of um, World War I at this time. So um, Our Lady said a, a worse war would, would follow if people did not repent from their sins, as well as persecutions of the church and the Holy Father. And the second part of the, the secret included a promise by Our Lady to come at a later time and ask for a communion of reparation on first Saturdays of each month to convert Russia, bring peace to the world. And she also promised at this time that the Holy Father would one day consecrate Russia to her heart, her Immaculate Heart, which would triumph. And uh, the second part of this, <clears throat> the second part of this um, um, secret, it's worth quoting in full, okay? I'll, I'll quote it here. Uh, you have seen hell where souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my immaculate heart. If what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved. There will be peace. 
the war is going to end. But if people do not cease offending God, a worse war will follow during the pontificate of Pius, Pope Pius XI. When you see a night illumined by an unknown light, know that this is the great sign given you by God that he is about to punish the world for its crimes by means of war, famine, persecutions of the church, and the Holy Father. Now, we know that uh, that um, in fact, um, a second war did follow because people did not stop sinning. Okay, and um, that was World War II. I think about 40 million people died in World War II. And um, this is the result of people not turning away from sin and, and leading good holy lives. Well, back to what Our Lady said. You know, she continues saying, to prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my immaculate heart. And the communion of reparation on first Saturdays. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted. There will be peace. But if not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars, persecutions of the church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. And in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me and she she shall be converted and a period of peace will be granted to the world. Okay. So, um, I'll just uh, comment on, on this part because there's, there's been much ink spilled over this and argument and um, disagreements over whether the consecration was done. Okay. Um, Our Lady talked about how the Holy Father would suffer. Well, significantly, May 13th, 1981, something happened on that day. Angela, do you know what that is? I'm sorry, Father, could you repeat that? On what day? Oh, May 13th, 1981. Oh, uh, that was when... The person fired the bullet, but Our Lady guided it. Is that when they assassinate or try to assassinate Pope John Paul? That's it. Yes. Aliaga. Aliaga. Okay. Yes. Yes. So the bullet passed through the Pope's chest, was traveling through soft tissue on a path directly toward his heart. It changed its path. Wow. The Pope later said it was a mother's hand that guided the bullet's yeah. path. And... Uh, well, Our Lady, uh, well, to fulfill Our Lady's request of consecration of Russia, um, Pope John Paul II, he, in, in 1982, he consecrated uh, the world with 
you could say, a, a veiled reference to Russia. He didn't name it. But most of the bishops didn't go along with this, and Sister Lucia said this didn't satisfy um, Our Lady's request. So John Paul II, on March 25th, 1984, he had contacted the bishops beforehand, and in union with them throughout the world, he consecrated the world with, again, an implicit reference to Russia, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And some say that, you know, the Pope didn't consecrate Russia, mentioned Russia explicitly, the consecration was not carried out properly. Sister Lucia, um, when interviewed afterwards, she says it, it did satisfy the request of heaven, but whether the full effects were realized is a question, which you know I admit, um, because the conversion of Russia does not mean just the abandoning of of communism. Uh, communism did fall, okay, from from Russia. I mean, the, at least the Orthodox faith can be practiced in in Russia. The Catholic faith is kind of under the the, the thumb of of the Orthodox. But uh, um, I mentioned something else too in regard to the 1984 consecration, okay? Um, in the early 1980s, there was mounting tension between the USSR and the West. For those of us around, I can remember this under President Ronald Reagan. He was elected in 1980. His military buildup. Um, culminated in 1983 with the, the European Missile Crisis. And we know now, through records that have been released, that the Soviets, okay, the Soviet Union was still intact at that time, okay, they were seriously contemplating, planning a preemptive nuclear strike in Western Europe, okay. This would help them forego the, the collapse of their empire. And what caused Moscow within a few months to abandon this plan? Well, um, there's an Italian news journalist, Antonio Sochi. Okay? I'm going to read his account of it. Okay? He says, one of the facts that might have determined this decision, according to the military expert, Alberto Leone, was the, quote, accident which took out of service the Soviet military potential. And this accident is the explosion of the Severomosk arsenal located on the North Sea. And without that missile facility, which was directed towards the Atlantic Ocean, um, the Soviet Union didn't have any hope of victory. And for this reason, the military option was canceled. And that event occurred only two months after the consecration by Pope John Paul II. But it's the dates that is important here. Okay. Okay, Mark, on, on 
March 25th, John Paul II consecrates the world and Russia by, by a veiled reference to, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, okay? And um, March 25th, because that's the date of the Incarnation. He shows that date. Well, not quite two months later, but in May of 1984, um, on May 13th, the anniversary of the first appearance of Our Lady, and then the anniversary, the third anniversary of the Pope being shot, okay? Um, that is when um, the, um, this, this explosion took place, okay? And the Soviet Union was forced to find another way, okay? And so uh, uh, Antonio Sochi refers to also secret documents from Great Britain's archives, which had you know, been unveiled. Um, one can read about the Soviet plan to attack Great Britain, actually, which involved the assassination of then Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, because she could have authorized a nuclear attack against the Soviet Union. So you know, every single date, that marked the collapse of communism in the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, is linked with a Marian date, really a sign, you know, of of the triumph of her Immaculate Heart. Okay. Um, December eighth, nineteen eighty-seven, feast day of Mary's Immaculate Conception, Gorbachev signed with President Reagan's Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty, which led to the removal of European missiles, making the risk of nuclear war more remote. Okay. Uh, four years later, exactly, December 8th, 1991, the Soviet Union was officially liquidated. It's interesting, on, on Mary's feast day, the Immaculate Conception. The red flag with the hammer and sickle was lowered from the Kremlin. Okay. Uh, that was on December 25th. Um, the red flag was, was lowered. Oh. The date of the glorious birth of our Lord. Okay. So... Um, Father, so, I have so a few dates. I have a few dates that coincide with what you were saying. I know we only have two minutes to the break, but um, do you know when we were praying about whether we should expand Catholic Radio and take the, run the risk of um, broadcasting on WNDZ? I looked up WNDZ. Yes. Do you know what day it was started? What day? May thirteenth. What is it? May 13th, well, 1987 was the year the WNDZ started. So I looked for that for our confirmation, and of course our first broadcast was on December 8th in 2013. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, okay, maybe, we'll, so. maybe we'll help the fall of communism and the, the spread, uh, curb the spread of atheism here, right here in the Chicagoland area. Wouldn't that be an incredible privilege? Yes, yes, it would. Yeah. So, Father, we're coming uh, up to the next break. I don't know if you want to keep going or if you want me to take it now. I'll just take it now, and uh, we'll return in a couple of minutes. Okay? All righty. Thank you, Father. Thank you for letting me You're get that
Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hi, my name is Irene Sherapata. My husband Alex and I are volunteers for WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is our family's source of truthful and trustworthy information regarding the Catholic faith, the church, our religion, and state of the world in these trying times. My husband Alex and I are greatly rewarded for our volunteer work at WSFI by working with such lovable and like-minded people and by meeting and hearing firsthand some of our, the most respected, wise, and interesting guest speakers. Its programmings on healing the whole person has helped so many and is truly inspired by God. This radio station is really a school of Catholic thought and source of wisdom. We have learned so much, and our faith and love for God has increased so much that we hope to share it with everyone we meet. We hope and pray that WSFI 88.5 FM would soon reach the entire Chicagoland population. You too can help WSFI bring millions of souls to God. See how you can support their effort by calling WSFI Catholic Radio at 224-206-8455 or online at WSFICatholicRadio.org for your donation. Thank you very much, and uh, God bless you. We are we are back for the third segment of our Marian Hour today, May 11th, uh, 2022. Looking forward to the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima this coming Friday, May 13th. Um, you know, I... I talked in the last segment about the consecration of Pope St. John Paul II of the world with uh, an implicit reference to Russia. On uh, March 25th, the Feast of the Incarnation, the Annunciation of the Incarnation, uh, 1984, and how the Soviet Union dismantled after that. However, um, it didn't convert, okay? The conversion of Russia means um, bringing them in, in union with the Catholic faith, okay, because they're in schism. This hasn't taken place, and um, my own opinion, you know, I, this is kind of speculation, is that maybe this would have taken place if the Pope had named Russia explicitly. Mm -hmm. It hasn't taken place. Mm -hmm. um, uh, up until just recently, with the advent of this war, uh, with Russia invading Ukraine, and uh, Pope Francis 
in union with the world's bishops, consecrated not only Russia, but Ukraine to Mary's Immaculate Heart. And all the faithful were involved in this as well. So uh, we'll have to wait and see, you know, what happens here. <laughs> because, you know, we're, I, I'm, I, none of us can gaze into a crystal ball, but we hope that um, this will satisfy, uh, you could say, more fully the request of Our Lady to have the Pope in union with the bishops consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, actually, with Russia and Ukraine, but under the circumstances, uh, that seems very appropriate. So, um, Father, do you think it was anyway, the delay? Do you think it was, you know, she said Russia, I think the words you used perhaps were Russia will continue to spread her errors. Was that the word that she used? Uh well, no, Russia will spread her errors. Well, spread so so all that time that was back in 1917 to whenever that consecration was, she spread her errors. So even if from that day forward she didn't spread her errors from 1980, whatever it was, is it almost like the cat was out of the bag, and that she'd stop spreading when you consecrated? But how do you do that retroactively? Well, I mean, yeah, Russia. <clears throat> you know, you could say that that the errors of communism, at least emanating from Russia, were not being spread um, by Russia. However, I mean, they're being spread today by many people in the United States. You know, atheistic communism is is taught in a lot of the schools. A lot of professors are Marxists. So uh, this is and, the effect of, of this. And abortion. Uh, evil. Abortion was yes. going on in 1917 in Russia. Um, and Freemasonry. Well, well, Russia, Russia was the first state to legalize the killing of unborn children. Yeah. Okay. And and this was a policy. Now, um, actually, under Putin, um, they they're, they've been trying to reverse this because they realize this <laughs> this isn't good for the Russian people. Even uh, Xi Jinping uh, in China, you know, they're encouraging people to have children because they realize this is this is not good to to be killing off children. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I wanted to get back just to mention with um, with uh, Our Lady's request. You know, she she also requested um, first Saturdays devotion to her to her Immaculate Heart and a communion in reparation for sins committed against her Immaculate Heart on, on first Saturdays. She made a promise that. If, if people go to Mass for five consecutive first Saturdays of the month, pray the rosary, five decades of the rosary, okay? In addition to that, if they meditate for another 15 minutes on the mysteries of the rosary, you can meditate just maybe, you know, less than a minute on each of the mysteries, however you want to do it, okay? If you go to confession within eight days, it's understood, and receive Holy Communion on that first Saturday, um, she will assure salvation for that person. Mm. So this is a great promise. And uh, this this ties into the conversion of Russia also because the experts like Father Alonzo, Joachim Alonzo, who was promoting the cause of Jacinta and Francisca, their, their canonization, okay, for years. He said the conversion of Russia was dependent upon both conditions. Oh. 
that is that is the consecration of Russia to Mary's Immaculate Heart, and the faithful going going to communion on first Saturdays, receiving Holy Communion in reparation for sins against Mary's Immaculate Heart. And that second condition really has not been met. I mean, I I have first Saturday masses here with first Saturday devotions. How many parishes have these? Mm-hmm. This has kind of fallen off the radar screen. Mm-hmm. No pope has ever promoted this. Sadly, this is this is the state of things. Not even John Paul II. No pope has ever promoted this this um, first Saturday communion of reparation to Mary's immaculate heart. Okay. I don't know why, but it's never been done. And this is the other condition, because the Pope and the bishops, they represent the hierarchy, but the whole body of Christ is necessary for the conversion of Russia, the first Saturdays, and receiving communion in reparation to Mary's Immaculate Heart. Um, and we can see that the state of things is not good in the world. Okay, I'm, I'm going to segue here into... Um, uh, into <clears throat> You mentioned abortion. I'm glad you did, because we know what's, what has happened just within the past, oh, you know, week and a half, two weeks, with the release of this draft opinion of the Supreme Court decision, Dobbs, it's state of Mississippi law. Uh, it, it, it appears, if this decision is then issued formally, that um, uh, it will be in part a reversal of Roe versus Wade, it will be a recognition by the Supreme Court that there is no constitutional right to this, okay, um, which is the claim now. And uh, the Supreme Court, by saying this, will then basically put the issue back to the states, and voters will be able to decide themselves through their elected representatives and governors uh, whether abortion will continue. So the battleground will be in the states. And we already have states like Illinois, you know, statements by Governor Pritzker, um, others, the mayor of Chicago, you know, we're, we're gonna fight and keep our, 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 our killing machines in operation, okay? Uh, other states like Mississippi, um, the whole slew of them have enacted laws which protect unborn life, not from conception necessarily, but at least um, maybe from the time a baby's heart begins beating, 15 weeks, things like this. And uh, so uh, this is a time where we, we really need to, to pray and, and fast. We've already seen this past weekend uh, at very, various places around the country. We, we were preparing for it up here in Kenosha. Nothing happened, thank goodness, but you know, attacks on Catholic churches, um, there was a pro-life office in Madison, Wisconsin, that was, um, you know, broken into. Damage was done, uh, and and you know you, you don't hear anything condemning this by the pro-abortion people. So that's significant. Okay, where's our Catholic President Biden condemning this violence? You know, he's he's not saying anything because he's promoting the killing of unborn children. This is demonic. It is it is right out of hell. Okay, I'll say that. And um, and so uh, we have to be uh, prepared when this decision is formally released because 
you know, I think it's almost a badge of honor if our churches are attacked, if, if we're attacked as individuals. Um, this is, we're, we're in the midst of a culture war, and uh, it's a great issue to be fighting over, um, you know, the whether we will allow our laws to permit the continuation of the legalized murder of unborn children. Yeah, and Father, you know, there was an article that came across from American Faith that said that the Satanic Temple is going to argue for abortion as a religious ritual. Oh uh, yeah, well, so that's what uh, you're. I think that's... that would get shot down, but uh, um, I don't think that has a chance. <laughs> no, but it confirms um, what you're uh, saying. It's demonic. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, yes. They consider it demonic. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, I wanted to uh, alert people to, um, you know, a. Uh, uh, a press release went out from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops um, and um, urging us, this came from Archbishop Gomez, who's the chair of the pro-life committee for the U.S. bishops. He's the Archbishop of Los Angeles, okay? And uh, the other bishops, this is in the name of all the bishops of the country, um, were being asked to, to pray and fast on the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, this Friday, May 13th. For the following, I'll read off what they say here. For our nation, for the integrity of our judicial system, that all the branches of the government may be dedicated to seeking the common good and protecting the dignity and rights of the human person from conception to natural death. Okay. Second, for the overturning of Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey in the Supreme Court's decision Dobbs versus Jackson okay. that's the Mississippi case before them now um, that's what that's the the draft opinion was released on this okay not the final uh, third for the conversion of hearts and minds of those who advocate for abortion you know in the end it's going to be love that ends abortion it's love it's it's not an act of love to, to be killing anyone especially unborn children. So we have to teach people love, and this is what true love is. It's, we welcome life. Uh, next, for the new, a new commitment to building an America where children are welcomed, cherished, cared for, where mothers and fathers are encouraged and strengthened, where marriage and the family are recognized and supported as the true foundations of a healthy and flourishing society. I'm, I'm sorry to see that they didn't say where marriage between a man and a woman okay, mm -hmm. are recognized. They should have said this, I, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, there, there is no such thing as, as uh, same-sex marriage. Okay, it is, it is a, a, a legal concoction, um, you know, and, and that would have been a little more powerful. But anyway, finally, uh, we want to pray and fast for our Blessed Mother's intercession and the guidance of the Church um, that continue to walk with mothers and families in need and to promote alternatives to abortion and to create a culture of life. And so that's, if you look down the NCC, USCCB website, um, you would find this, okay? And um, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll mention something else here too. Uh, because, um, you know, we, I talked about, 
you know, states and their laws. Um, Illinois has a very liberal abortion law. You, I mean, kids can can go get an abortion without even telling their parents. And it's it's um, um, just uh, very very sad and, and unjust. Anyway, um, um, we have a, a big up here in, in northern Illinois, and I'll say southern Wisconsin because we're right across the border. People go there to Illinois in Waukegan. Um, there's a, a Planned Parenthood uh, located in Waukegan, and uh, this Saturday, pardon me, next Saturday, May 21st at 10.30 a.m., um, the pro-life people are planning a rosary rally at the Waukegan Planned Parenthood. And um, you can just Google it and find out you know, where, I don't have the address in front of me right now, but it's easy to find the Waukegan Planned Parenthood. That's a, a major killing center, okay? And, and we want you know, people's, people's witness really changes hearts. If you're standing outside and you know, you're going in for an abortion, uh, you see people standing outside praying the rosary and and you know holding up signs, you know, choose life and uh, you know baby in the womb, things like this. This um, can turn people's hearts. Yes. That's what that's what we want to do. And yeah. Father, we only have a minute or so before our station ID. Would you be willing to give us a closing blessing? Sure, sure. Thank um, you. And we'll, we'll pray for you feeling better. Thank you. Well, through the intercession of the sorrowful and the immaculate heart of Mary. May Almighty God bless you and keep you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back on the air in two weeks from today. Thank you, Father. God bless you. Thank you. You have been listening to The Marian Hour with Father Dwight Campbell. For a free copy of this recording, please visit us at wsfipodbean.com.